You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to another great episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Prevagen, America's number one brain health supplement. So go to Prevagen.com to learn more about improving your memory. Prevagen, the name to remember. Now, before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. Well, my guest today is Roxanne Worsham. She is best known for her passion, her joy, and sincere love that exudes from every fiber of her being. She is always looking for ways to serve others and spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, she has served as director of women's ministry at First Methodist Church in Houston, Texas, where she had the privilege of leading and teaching hundreds of ladies. And as a former educator, Roxanne taught in public and private schools and spent nine years as the private homeschool teacher for Joel and Victoria Osteen's two children while serving at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. While during her time in that role, she gleaned so much from the family about God's love and ministering to people from all walks of life that she is now president and founder of Hope and Glory Ministries, where she travels extensively to encourage churches, leaders, and individuals. Well, she is a lover of God, which you will hear in today's interview, a lover of people, and a lover of dogs, which leads us to discuss her brand new book, My Dog Can Preach. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Roxanne Worsham. Welcome to the show. Thank you so very much, Dr. Bond. I'm so honored and privileged to be here, and just thank you for having me on this morning. Well, I can tell you one thing. I going reading your book. I love the fact that number one, it's easy to read, and there's I guess we would say there's forty chapters in the book. And what really turned me on was your book is it's like buying two books in one. You're you're getting a, a great story, but at the same time, you're getting a teaching. And I should say three books in one, because in a way, it's a great book to use as a devotional just to kind of encourage everyone each and every day. Is that how you see it? Oh, I love that. Yes, I see it as that. Actually, I could say four books because it also has <laughs> a journaling inside of it as well. Yes, yes. I I, no, I noticed that at the end of each chapter. So I definitely want to pay you the very first compliment on your book, again, as it's easy to read, and you have a way of writing that is so engaging. And it's if we're just, you know, as the reader, it's like have, it's like we're having a conversation in the book. And so kind of take us back a bit. What was the inspiration for the book? I have to go back a long way, Dr. Bond, to <laughs> the year 2004, if you can believe it. And I started noticing some different behaviors and characteristics that my dog was portraying. And I remember calling my mother on the phone and I said, Mom, Scout just did this. And it reminded me in the Bible of this principle. And I began to share some of these things with her. And finally, my mother said to me, well, Roxanne, I think you need to write these down. 
because one day you may write a book. That was in 2004. My mother went to be with the Lord unexpectedly, uh, 2005. And I have to tell you this, this is the way our amazing God works. On the day of my mother's birthday this year, September 26th, my book went live on Amazon.com like two weeks ahead of schedule on my mom's birthday. Wow. I know. You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Well, I want to ask you a question because uh, I love the title. Uh, my dog can preach. And when I first saw the title, I'm thinking, now what in the world is this book about? I'm thinking, I know, I know Roxanne personally, so I know she doesn't have a talking dog, but how did you derive the chapter, which I really loved and the way that you incorporated by this, you know, by your dog scout. So why don't you tell us about the dog scout first, because it kind of really leads into this whole book. The very first quote unquote sermon I ever saw or heard my dog preach. I was walking down the hall from my bedroom. I was going to go into the den. Normally I would walk down the hall and go into my office. So Scout is leading the way and he's turning back and looking at me and I'm following him. And he walks right past the opening to the den into like he's going to go into my office. Like I've done so many times before this particular day, I was going into my den and I turned to turn left, and he turned around and saw that I wasn't following him anymore. But he turned around and he jumped right back in front of me as if to lead me still. And it so resonated with me, Dr. Bond, that that's exactly what the Lord says. He says, follow me. This is a path that I've chosen for you. This is the path that I desire for you. But no matter where you go, he says in his word, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He says, if we go to the very depths and the pits of hell, that his love is there with us. We cannot escape his love. And so that was the very first message my dog ever preached to me. I've never forgotten it. And it was really the the whole preface for writing this book as I began to notice more and more um, biblical truths and principles that I saw observed through our dogs. And what better animal than our dogs to use because everybody knows that dogs display unconditional love. And that's exactly the love that our Heavenly Father has for each of us, every single one of us. Nobody's left out. Nobody's discounted. And so my my purpose, my joy, my desire is that people would begin to read this book. Like you said, it's so easy to read. It's engaging. Um, that they would see and actually truly see the tangible love of an unseen God through the very nature of a very seen dog. And I agree with that because we have, we, we have two here and it is amazing of watching and everybody who's a dog lover or her owns a dog understands that we can see the human element in our own dogs. I mean, they, they become family. They are family. Mm-hmm. We can, they, they, you know, but they, if they don't, if they're not barking for any reason, you can see them talking to you through their actions, through the look on their face, their, their eyes. Uh, we, we notice the, the same thing with, with, uh, Hazel because she just turned one years old 
And it's just amazing that you can sit there if she's sitting in your lap, how much that you could learn just by sitting still. And uh, again, I think, you know, I think dogs are the perfect example of, like you said, unconditional love. And I, and I really wish and believe in my heart. And I know you do too, that as human beings, we need to realize that God has an unconditional love for us. He is not standing over us with a hammer to bop us on the head with, that he is there to help us, not to condemn us. And that is just something that more and more people just need to understand, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, Dr. Bond, especially in these crazy times, this crazy year that we've had, I think most of the world is suffering from an identity crisis. You know, every single person has an innate need to feel valued, to feel loved, uh, to feel valuable. And I think we can feel that way with our pets, with our dogs, our animals. But that's exactly what the Lord wants us to know, that we matter, that we count, that he has amazing plans for every single person. And one of my favorite chapters in that book is going to the groomer. And it really talks <laughs> about that. Like no matter how big of a mess we can make in our own lives, make ourselves maybe not even realizing we get it off into a pit, a pit of despair, a pit of misery. We either went in it willingly or just step by step and found ourselves in way deeper than we ever intended on going. We are still not discounted or disqualified because we have a, loving father who only wants to receive us and restore and reconcile relationship back unto him every yeah I, I yeah i completely agree with that because you know it's amazing that people will hang on to let's say they'll hang on to sin and they think that it's discounting them from god's love god's grace and it's not we just need to, to turn it over to him but i want to ask you something because you pulled so many stories, nuggets of wisdom together that there is something for everyone in your book. And ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to be a dog lover to read this book. You just need to read this book. And and But what I want to ask you, Roxanne, is where did all of that come from and who was your greatest influence? Two things. Number one, it came from a compilation of, like I said, from 2004 until 2020. So, you know, that's 16 years of yeah. just stories and observation. And and even though the Lord gave me this book in 2004 to write, and he is the one who gave me the title for it way back then, it may have been 16 years before the, you know, final product. But in that time, don't you know that God was just developing things inside of me? He was bringing gifts and talents out of me. I didn't know I had he was doing a work, a deeper work into me so that it was so easy to write this book. I'll back up to March the 16th of this year. I got laid off from my job because of, you know, the pandemic. And I'm in oil and gas here in Houston, Texas. And so I thought, well, you know what? This is the season to write that book. I'm going to get busy writing it. Uh, so that's exactly what I did. Two weeks later, my boss called me back and he said, Roxanne, come back to work. 
And I said, oh, thank you so much. But I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be writing this book now. It's my season to do so. I'm going to do it. And Dr. Bond, he said this to me. Come back to work for me. I will pay you to write your book. Wow. So what did you do? I went back to work and spent, I did what I could for him. I mean, so much of the world had shut down. There wasn't a ton of work, but I was still there serving him as best as I could. And then able to write eight hours a day on my book. So I got it out, you know, during this pandemic, which is crazy. That, you know, that that's a double blessing because not only did the Lord continue to provide for you, but he also gave you the time to get this desire, this book written, done, printed and out all in the same year. I mean, that is just phenomenal. I know it is. And I just see the hand of the Lord in all of it. And I am so, so, so very grateful to him. I truly am. As a matter of fact, I sent this to my friend who helped me publish it. And um, I said, can you like help me with some transitions? Because here's all my meat and potatoes, but maybe we can do some transition work together. And um, she sent it back to me a couple of weeks later. And I began to read uh, her document that she sent back to me. I thought, my goodness, she changed every bit of this. I don't even remember writing this. And I went back and looked at my original manuscript and none of it, especially the one I was reading, had been changed at all. And I thought, you know what? This was divinely written and inspired. I'm not equating it to the Holy Word of God. Believe me, I'm not. But I know that I know that the Holy Spirit had his hand in writing this and it was able to get out so fast. It was, I hear over and over time, it's an easy read. It feels like a conversation. Yes. I'm so grateful because it's my first project. Well, I love it. So you actually went back to your original writings in which you published and, and, and not the others. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, see, I, I love that when people stick by their guns because only the person knows within their heart, within their spirit, that they know something is right, something, you know, in this, in this case, something that needs to be said because it's coming directly from you to the reader. And, you know, I know how it works in publishing. When, when you have to hand over a manuscript and they go through it, they make changes that sometimes the author doesn't like. And, you know, it's, it's a, a crazy industry, but I like the fact that you stuck by your guns. Now I know that, um, you know, I've read several of the chapters in your book and every single one of them is fantastic. And, and I say that with honesty and sincerity. Thank you. And, you know, you, you told, you shared with us one of the first lessons that your dog Scout taught you. What are some of the other lessons that Scout taught you uh, that ended up being chapters in the book? Well, I mentioned the one about going to the groomer. One morning I left, let my dog outside to go play as a beautiful day like it is today. And when I called him back in 10 minutes later, I could smell him before he ever got to the door. And he had found some feral cat poop or something and <laughs> rolled around and frolicked in it. And it stunk to high heaven. And I got him in and I started bathing him and shampooing him and washing him. And I could not get the smell off. And I had to call um, our groomer. You know, I had to call in the expert to come and clean up my dog and I'm so grateful that he had mercy on me that day and was able to uh, take care of it. 
But it reminded me of this, that sometimes we can get and just roll around and frolic around and, and the pleasures of this world. And before we know it, we've made a mess, a stink of our own lives. And all I wanted to do was clean up my dog so that we could be embracing one another again. He couldn't clean himself up. He needed me or somebody even smarter than me, better than me, a professional groomer to clean him up. And that's exactly where we are as, you know, children of God. We make a mess. The Bible calls it sin. It separates us from a holy God. Sin is just doing things our way. When we repent, which is an about face, then we can let the blood of Jesus be our cleansing agent, wash away all of the stink, all the sin, all the mistakes, all the disappointments. And this is the best part, Dr. Bond. The Bible says that God remembers them no more. Just as I didn't scold my dog for making a mess and stinking so badly, God doesn't scold us. All he wants to do is clean us up. And I love that chapter because so many people feel so far away from a holy, perfect God will never be good enough. He'll never accept me. I've made too many mistakes. I've done too many bad things. I have big skeletons in my closet. I don't want anyone to know them. Well, guess what? He already knows them and he still loves you. He already is fully aware of what you've done and furthermore, what you're going to do in the future. And he still loves you. And none of that has discounted you. So we've got to come to a holy God through the blood of Jesus. Let him cleanse us. Let him clean us up. Let him, what the Bible says, reconcile us back to a holy God so that we can be in relationship, a restored relationship once again. I love well, you chapter. Know, going to the groomer, chapter 17. You know, I love that because, and, and there's something I want to bring up because I noticed it uh, by, by reading each chapter and ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a type of book that I would highly encourage you to not only buy and to read, but read just a chapter a day. Don't just blow through it like a, a novel. Take each chapter, read it, ponder it, uh, let it speak to you. And, and what I loved about it, Roxanne, was that at the, at the end of each chapter, you had a prayer. And, and I love that because, you know, it astonishes me today. And, and I've, and I, I look at these research groups and, and what they have to say. And, and with today's modern church, only barely 20% of the people who attend uh, church regularly even read their Bible, much, which tells me if they, if the other 80% are not reading their Bible, that probably tells me that the other 80% are not praying either. But your book is, and again, and when I say an easy read, that is a high compliment because a lot of people, I want to see more people read more than ever. And this is something that they can read. But at the same time, the prayer alone to me can ignite someone. The prayer alone teach and see your prayers that are in the book. What I got from those is that they teach us the love of God to to where he is gracious, he's merciful, he's patient. He's not there to condemn us. He's there to help us to grow, 
to prosper uh, and just to love him more because that's all he wants. He, he just wants us to have a very strong relationship with him on a daily basis. And for a lot of people, they need to realize that, you know, mistakes don't have to hold them back. They take those mistakes. They, they ask for forgiveness, repent, whatever it takes. And the Lord will definitely jump in, take over and lead and guide us into a better road than we've ever been on before. And, and that's something that I really got from your book. Mm, Thank you so much. You know, I'll never forget when I joined a group in high school I was run over by a car in high school. That's a whole different story. But, it I mean, the car literally ran over my head and drug me 24 feet down the road. i sh- It should have flattened my head like a pancake. It did not. And I just knew at that moment, I was a senior in high school, that God kept me alive for a reason, that I had a plan and a purpose. I never knew it before. I joined, after that, a group Uh, called Student Life in high school. And I just started like slowly but surely surrendering my life to the Lord, you know, giving Jesus more than, you know, a Sunday, you know, or, you know, prayer out of desperation here and there. But I'll never forget one time I was asked to pray out loud and I didn't know how to pray. And I was so embarrassed. And, and what I've learned since then, and prayer is so important to me. I pray throughout the day, now multiple times a day. But prayer is not anything except the heart. Just talk to the Lord like you would your dog. Talk to the Lord like you would your best friend. Talk to Just talk to Him. Engage in conversation. And that's why I'm always praying. I do a prayer um, and praise every Sunday night live on my Facebook page so that I can model how to pray for other people. I don't say, hey, I'm going to model how to pray. I'm just praying with people and over people, even in that book or even live on Facebook, so that people know that prayer is just talking to a holy God. And so we don't have to be intimidated or fearful of that. Yeah, and and, you know, and, and I have a friend of mine who knows you extremely well, And I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he and I got into a short conversation uh, a while back, uh, which you were included in. So if your ears were burning, but it was all good. And he said, Roxanne Worsham, literally when she prays and when she prays for somebody, she shakes heaven. And and I'm like, and especially when when you're going to a hospital and let's say you're praying for somebody or praying for healing upon somebody. And he said that, and I'm thinking, I believe that there is no doubt in my mind that I believe that. And, but I want to ask you a question because I know that Victoria Osteen wrote the forward to your book and pastor Joel Osteen of Lakewood church, which ladies and gentlemen, everybody, if you can hear the sound of my voice, you know who Joel Osteen is endorsed your book. So what is your relationship with them? Mm, They're so precious. Uh, tears well in my eyes, just you mentioning their name, because I say this a lot. Jesus Christ saved my soul. Victoria Osteen saved my life. And that's, really? that's an honest to God truth. I adore them. I love them. But uh, she and I were friends. 
Our sons went to school together at Second Baptist Church here in Houston, Texas. And out of when our boys were in first grade, I went to a mom's prayer group and she went to that same mom's prayer group. We had to pair up um, to pray. And of course, I knew who she was, uh, but she had no idea who I was. And the lady that was hosting the meeting paired Victoria and I up together to pray. I was so scared and so nervous. We prayed for uh, the students of Second Baptist School, specifically, you know, the boys, because there's a mom's prayer group, too. And that was the first time we prayed for our boys together. Fast forward five years, and you mentioned in the opening that I would, I'm an educator by, you know, trade. <laughs> uh, they were looking for a homeschool teacher, and she had called me on the phone and asked me if I knew of any private homeschool teachers. And I just said, hey, what about me? And that began a relationship of nine years when I had the true honor and privilege of homeschooling uh, Jonathan and Alexandra until they both graduated and then went off to uh, college together. And our sons went to the University of Texas together and were roommates for the first two years. So from first grade up until this very day, uh, we still pray for our children together. And then also just being in their home Monday through Friday at 7.30 every morning. Wow. How they operate, seeing who they really are. You know, I'm telling you, what you see is what you get. And my love and my respect for them has only grown immensely. They're the real deal. And uh, I don't know, Dr. Bob, I think <laughs> out of 7.8 billion people on this planet. And the Lord tapped me on the shoulder. And it wasn't just about teaching their children. It was about me gleaning from them. It was about me knowing what it, what it is to really serve others, to put others' needs before your own. It changed not only the, the trajectory of my life, but it changed my marriage. It changed my family. It changed everything about me. So I'm so, so grateful for them. And, um, you know, one thing I wrote in the book, is a phrase I hear uh, Pastor Victoria say a lot, that more is caught than taught. And I kind of wrote and dedicated that chapter to her because I observed how she, you know, treated others, how she interacted with her family, how she served her husband, how she served and nurtured her children as well. And um, what could I do to ever repay her? And it would be what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, that said, I will follow the example of Christ as they follow me. And so as she has followed the example of Christ, I have followed her as she has followed the example of Christ. And now that's that's kind of like my life motto. Let me now do the same for somebody else. Oh, amen. I mean, I think we should all be a reflection of His glory, and of course, we need to strive for that. And I don't want to scare anybody out there, but sometimes you got to let the the Lord prune you and refine you like silver, so He can see 
his reflection Mm -hmm. in you. And you have definitely done that and you are doing that now. Uh, And and back onto your book here. Um, I see this book being enjoyed by those young and old alike. doesn't matter what age. Uh, Any, everyone and anyone can definitely learn something from your writings. Now, who do you see as your audience for this book? Well, originally, I was truly thinking about um, the millennials, the Gen X, the Gen Y, and the Gen Z. <laughs> you know, all those people, because you know, I grew up with a with a pet. With we had dogs, and dogs were like, I guess, an extension of our family. But dogs stayed outside, right? And then our generation, you know. Our pets, our dogs are like members of our family. But do you know there's this younger generation that you see them buying Louis Vuitton carriers for their pets. They take them on planes. They don't leave them. They even take uh, or buying homes just so their pets will have a yard. But this is a group that a lot of them don't know the Lord. They weren't raised in church. They don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I originally wrote this book with them in mind that if there's one little way through these 40 lessons of God's love unleashed, if one thing could resonate with them, if they could relate the love that they have for that dog and the love that that dog has for them, if they could just connect it at all, with the love that the Holy Heavenly Father, the creator of this universe, who created them in his own image and created that dog for them to love. If they could relate that at all and know how valued and loved they are, I would be so enamored and so thrilled. Well, I I know one thing. Your book is being a blessing to thousands of people out there right now. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can definitely go to Amazon and order Roxanne Worsham's book, My Dog Can Preach. Uh, and I can tell you one thing, it makes a perfect gift for friends and family. And Roxanne, let me ask you that I have a, la- a last question to ask you. And I hear that you are already working on your next project. Well, can you tell us about it? Um, so I have 40 lessons in my book and, um, I knew one day, especially because I was an elementary educator for so long, but I knew one day that I would take maybe the top 10 of those and write a series of children's books. And I wasn't planning on doing that anytime soon. At least let me get this book launched and and out. But I was sitting at my desk at work and I don't know a better way to say it other than I just felt the Lord just downloaded um, a poem into me and it relates to chapter two in my book and chapter two talks about when we gave scout as a gift to our son on christmas morning and how amazing that was and what a precious time that was for our whole entire family uh, but how much greater is the gift that all of humankind received on a christmas morning and he wasn't a gift of pet to a little boy, but he's the savior to all the world. And so I'm just sitting at my desk, minding my own business. And 
the I just felt the Lord impressed upon this to me, and I wrote a poem, this beautiful poem, in less than 20 minutes. And so uh, it's going to be called um, The Greatest Gift. It will be a Christmas book coming out next year. I have an illustrator working on it right now. But if all of, if all of the ones that I want to do come as easily as that one did, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Well, you are definitely a, um, you are a, not only a ray of sunshine, you just, again, you carry and show the reflection of God's love that we are to have, not only within us, but also to shine to those around us. It's like, you know, we pray and say, Lord, fill us to the brim, but make sure that it overflows to every single person around us. And you do that. And, uh, I mean, I think, you know, you in a room, um, you bring the light with you. Everybody sees that light. You can't deny that, that light. And again, ladies and gentlemen, Roxanne Worsham has been our guest today. Her, her brand new book, my dog can preach. You can go to Amazon buy it. Uh, I love the fact that it's hardbound, uh, which it's a beautiful book, by the way. And again, treat it as a 40 day devotional. God has done amazing things in 40 days, and he can do amazing things in your life in 40 days with Roxanne's book, My Dog Can Preach, something that is, again, easy to understand. It's conversational. It's almost like having Roxanne right next to you reading every chapter and you will be able to feel the love of God that she has for others come to you delivering the, again, the greatest gift of all. And uh, Roxanne, any last words? Well, I definitely want to say thank you so very much. Thank you for all of your kind words. Thank you for this amazing opportunity. And, um, I'm just wondering if it's okay. Maybe we can end and I can just pray over uh, your uh, listeners. By all means, I'm not going to turn that down. Amen. You have the floor, Roxanne. All right. Father, we just come in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you so much for this time. Lord, I thank you for the influence that you've given Dr. Bond. Lord, I thank you that he uses that influence to bless your people and to help them, Lord, to help them grow in wellness and and in health. Lord, help them grow in their relationship with you. Father, I just thank you, Father, for the new open doors that you've given him, for all the people that you're bringing his way that are influencers and world changers. And Lord, I pray for every single person listening, Lord, that they too have a voice that is so unique, as unique as their very fingerprint. And Lord, that they would use that same influence that you've given them. It may not be on a podcast or in a book right now, but Lord, that circle of influence that they have in their family and in their community, in their workplace, that if each one would just reach one, Lord, what a ripple effect it would have and what a difference it would make. Father, let everybody know the intrinsic value that you've placed in them when you created them in your image and that you love them with an everlasting love. I speak blessings and healing and health and wellness over every single person listening. And Lord, we just desire to be more like you. Father, if each of us would remember the greatest of all the commandments, to love you with everything we have. 
all our heart, our soul, our mind, our spirit. And then if we would love others, even as we love ourselves, that it's okay to love ourselves and that we would be a true reflection as we reach out and love others. Lord, what a great world this would be. And so, Father, I just thank you again. And I just bless this program in the name of Jesus. And Lord, may it exceed every single one of Dr. Bond's expectations. I pray in Ephesians 3.20 declaration over it, that it will be exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything he could ever ask, hope, dream, think, or imagine. For your honor and for your glory alone, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, I told you when she prays, she shakes heaven. So again, Roxanne, thank you for being our guest today on the program. And again, ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Or if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. And you know this show desires, well, not desires, it it deserves a five-star rating because you've heard it here first. And I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. Just look up Dr. Bond's life-changing wellness on any streaming service. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. And thank you for listening to life-changing wellness as we are known as a different kind of wellness show. And remember something spectacular happens when you treat your body, your mind, and your soul, right? Have a blessed day, everyone.